I know. Okay. Okay. Is Turn. that better? Is yeah. it working? Working, working. Test, test. One, two, one, two. Microphone check. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Lisa in the house, your hostess with the mostest. I am very happy to be here with you today for another episode of Happiness Is dot dot dot. We got a lot lot of ground to cover today. We're going to start with the three things that are making me happy, move into our tarot poll, and then finally wrap it up with the interview, which was a pretty cool one this time. Uh, We talked about a wide range of topics, but we'll get to that towards the end of the pre-show after we get to all of the first stuff, the earlier stuff. Okay, so let's jump in. Enough of me rambling about that. Now I'm going to ramble about this. Three things that are making me happy today. The first is... Music, which is just something I've said a lot in the past, but it just makes me happy. I love listening to my headphones at home. Is that weird? Does anyone else do that? I listen to my headphones at home all the time, uh, especially when I'm washing dishes. It just brings the music closer to me, and I love screaming at the top of my lungs. So my neighbors are probably like, what the fuck? What is she even listening to? (laughs) Yeah, I love singing. I love being a rhythmic creature. And even though my voice is god-awful, I enjoy forcing people to listen to me and grin and bear it. (laughs) So sorry to everyone that has to do that. And thank you for putting up with my antics. The second thing that I'm feeling happy about today is that I'm trying to really make it a promise or a vow to myself to be more present. And it's really hard for me to be present. I feel like I dissociate a lot. And maybe that is a part of bipolar too. But I feel like I spend a lot of time in my own head not being present. And it's even though I live alone, I feel like it's hard for me to be alone. I never have really like been in the moment here. So in order to be more present, I deleted some apps off of my phone that I spend way too much time with. Reddit, as you'll hear in the interview, is definitely one of them. And I've also put time limits on my app so that my apps, not one app, (laughs) so that at a certain time I like can't even access them anymore. And I'm really trying to focus more when I talk to people on the phone, when I'm watching something. It's just such a 
addictive thing to like just go right for your cell phone and start scrolling through shit and like half pay attention to what's going on around you. So I'm gonna make a big effort to be alone when I'm alone. (laughs) And it's scary, but that's something, a good decision, I think, that's making me happy today. And to wrap it up, the third thing that is bringing me some joy today is, and this is going to sound so silly, but it really does make me happy, (laughs) is the new feature on the iPhone that like silences the spam calls because I get so, 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 so many spam calls in a day. I don't even understand it. I get more spam calls in one day than I've gotten regular calls in like the past month. And they get tricky too. They like use your area code. They use the first few numbers of your phone number. It's just really fucking annoying. And I used to, when I had my studio, I had the phone on call forwarding. So I was never sure if it was a spam call or someone calling the studio. So I used to answer them all the time and then it would be like, this is American Express. (laughs) Your account is expired. So press three or whatever. And yeah, that just really sucked. And it's a waste of time and it's just an annoyance. So kudos to you, iPhone, for silencing those calls and uh, sending them straight to voicemail where I can effectively and permanently delete them. (laughs) So those are my three things. I can't wait to start hearing from you guys. I sound like a broken record, but I want to know. I want to know what's making you happy. What's happiness to you? And uh, in the post show, I'm actually going to change things up a little bit. So Um, Stay tuned, and I want to hear from you about that new topic as well. All right, moving into the tarot poll. So if you listen to the mini-sodes, I kind of do like an outlook for the month. I don't know why I do the tarot polls on here, but it's just something that I enjoy doing, and I think the tarot is very insightful, so it just gives us some things to think about. If you can't hear, I've begun my shuffle. Again, I'm using the Lightseer's deck, which is, I don't think I've ever given a shout out to the author, but it's by Chris-Ann, Chris-Ann. All right, just a couple more shuffles here. See if we have any jumpers, and we don't. So I'll just overturn the card that's on top. And it's the Queen of Swords. Um, so we actually pulled this in the mini-sode. So I'm debating if I should... Well, I guess it was meant for us, right? So I'll talk about it a little bit. But for something more in-depth, you can go back and listen to the third mini-sode or the poll for December. And that really goes into her essence. (laughs) But I just love this lady because she just looks like a bad bitch, you know. And 
She's just sitting atop her throne. It almost looks like she's on a mountaintop to me. Like she's very high altitude, if you will. And she looks very pensive. She's sitting on her throne. She's got a sword by her side. There's a crow flying above her. And there's three flags, a red and a yellow on one post and a blue with a triangle on another post. And I just love this card because she looks like she's all about no nonsense, but she's also so pensive. And the flags I look at is like relating to the chakras. So red is the root chakra at the base of the spine. Yellow is the solar plexus, which is just above the navel. And blue represents the throat, which is in the throat, obviously. She just feels secure. The The red, the root chakra is like all about security and having all your earthly needs met. The solar plexus to me is like a psychic center. It's our heat center where the life force energy is really generated. And you look at it, it's right over the digestive tract. So that makes a lot of sense. And the throat is where we speak. It's connected to our airway. It's connected to... It really connects the third eye to the heart. So I feel like it's where they meet and we can speak our truth and speak with compassion as well. So the Queen of Swords has all of these chakras kind of open. They're under control because she does seem very secure. She's thinking. She's thinking a lot and she is using those thoughts presumably coming in from the third eye to kind of fuel what she's going to say. She thinks before she speaks. She's not just going out there all willy-nilly spewing some bullshit. (laughs) She is very cautious. She's very calculating. She knows exactly what she's going to do. She figures out the steps first, and then she acts. So in having this card come up, couple times already this month. I think that that's just something that we need to focus on. And even if it doesn't have something to do with the words directly, I think maybe focusing your thoughts, creating steps even for the next year, activating some sort of plan that you can move on, I think is... The major key here, I'm looking at this as moving into 2021 as well, and I think a lot of us are kind of getting antsy, and it's time to switch gears, it's time to put on our thinking caps and maybe figure out how we can help ourselves and what we can do to move forward in our lives, because we gotta shake things up here. It's getting a little tough and a little boring to just sit here and not do much throughout all of these months. So shake it up, find something that works for you, and move on that plan. So I'll end the tarot poll there. And that being said, I am psyched to introduce uh, my interview guest, Her name is Kat, and we actually met through her husband, who has since, uh, they've both since become good friends of mine. We jam together, uh, we just hang, and 
yeah, we're, we're both, we both make up the rhythm section of our jam session. She plays the bass and I play the drums and uh, we just have a lot of fun. So I asked Kat what happiness is to her and you'll find out, but it leads to a lot of little things as well. And we realized that those are the things you have to kind of grab onto and appreciate. You'll hear more about that. Again, we, we cover a wide range of topics. I should mention that this was actually recorded a few months before the election. So obviously we're talking about things before Biden became the president-elect. But it was a lot of fun to sit down and talk with her and uh, just get to know her on a different level. So without further ado... I introduce to you Kat. Yes, I. Let us feel fun in every situation. Don't want this empty set in a decision. Hey, good vibration. You know? Hi, my name is Kat. And for me, happiness is those small moments where everything in the universe seems to align and things look perfect for just a second. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I love alignment in the universe. And you just, like, you just feel it. You feel good. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> no, Sorry. In the microphone. <laughs> Hands flying everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like, you just feel centered, and everything just feels like it's going in your direction. <laughs> yeah, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last week, and just thinking about moments of happiness that have stood out in my life, and things like that, and there was one time, this is like, this is probably close to 20 years ago now, but I still remember it being downtown um, in the East Village, where I used to live, just coming across a street musician, and stopping to listen and it was like a beautiful day and just for the time that I was sitting there listening to this dude playing I believe it was a Chapman stick which is a rather uncommon street musician instrument and I never saw him before I didn't know what song he was playing but just for that moment it was everything was perfect <laughs> yeah I feel like that's really like being present right You're yes just like enjoying whatever is happening in front of you right now which I feel like a lot of a lot of the guests so far have kind of said similar things because that is when you can really be happy yeah when we're in our minds everything is like the future or, or the, the past, past or, or like, and it, you just kind of freak out but the present it's, is where it's at <laughs> present is where it's at and I don't know like for me happiness is usually a pretty simple thing like I play a lot of soccer and like if I scored a goal like I'm happy like <laughs> literally like great I'm good <laughs> and it doesn't it does not take more than that it's not like oh I need a big expensive vacation with this and this and this or like oh I need a fancy meal I mean a fancy meal is great but it you know it's for me, I don't. I really don't need much. That's awesome. I love like happiness is simplicity. It really is. It's it is quite simple when you think about right? it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been playing soccer for? Oh, God, um, I started as an elementary school child and played in high school, and then stopped for a while, and then started again in 2012. Oh, cool. Yeah. So now that's been going another eight years, I guess. 
Um, and I mostly play pickup in Riverside Park on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And that that park just by itself makes me very happy and feels like a second home because I've spent so much time there. And so if I, you know, if I come back after the winter or something, or after having been away and not played for a while, like you step on to, you know, you across the fence or whatever, and you get there, and it's just like ah, yeah. It is, like, you have to find those little escapes from city life, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, that's something that's great about New York, is we have so many parks. Yeah, and it really is, like, a breath of fresh air. And I feel like living in the city, sometimes it is hard to be in that present moment, because there's just so much going on, but... I, I feel like there's... I mean, it's easy to get into a routine and have that routine become a rut, and you're like, oh, getting on the subway again. Well, not lately, but getting, you know, going to work, doing this, doing that. And so it is, even even this morning, I was in Forest Park just hiking around. And, like, it was, you couldn't see any buildings. You couldn't hear traffic. <laughs> it was, like, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, those little timeout moments. Yeah. <laughs> we saw chipmunks. Like, oh. when was the last time I saw a chipmunk? I don't know. I didn't even know those existed around here. I didn't either. I saw a blue jay, actually. Really? Yeah, and a cardinal. Like, so many... You just you stop and, like, oh, right. Yeah. Like Nature does exist. Yes, more than... And, you know, squirrels are great, but... <laughs> oh, the squirrels here are nasty. Really? <laughs> they're, I feel like they're aggressive. I don't trust squirrels. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't... <laughs> They, yeah, they freak me out a little bit. And I feel like the the Cardinal and the Blue Jay are also kind of like universal signals to me anyway. I always feel like it's like a sign of like, you're on the right track. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Because I don't, I don't know anything about birds, but you don't see those super often. At least I don't. Yeah. And so whenever I see one, it be, it feels very special. Yeah. Especially a blue jay, I feel yeah. like that's really rare around here. And they're very striking birds, like with the coloration and like the bright blue and the, you know, the black and white. I was like, so. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, where else do you try to find those little moments uh, throughout your day, because I know you work a lot, and it's like, ooh, almost, ooh, almost, almost like again. almost went over again. My hands, um, very expressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I know you work a lot. You travel to work, uh, like all of this stuff. So, are there any particular moments where you like try to hone in on the present, or do you find it difficult to do that in your normal routine? It is. Definitely, it was easier when I was actually commuting. <laughs> like, as much as, um, you know, whatever, commuting sucks, and, like, I don't know, I like the subway. I do like the subway. Yeah, I like it, too. <laughs> and, like, this is this will sound, I, I don't know what, very millennial, I guess, even though I think I'm a little past that <laughs> uh, demographic. But, like, I like taking pictures for my Instagram. So, like, another thing that I do is I'm always trying to keep my eye out for something interesting. Like, yeah. I, like, I like graffiti, so I'm always paying attention to, like, 
who tags a subway or like what's this thing over here <laughs> yeah you do have cool instagram pictures they're very <laughs> unique like things that you don't see and that's been hard with quarantine because like my range of motion is so restricted mm-hmm. and i'm like i already took a picture of everything in my neighborhood so like <laughs> what am i gonna do now but um i don't know i've been running every day I think I only missed three days, um, and that was when we went to Indiana to see my husband's band play. Oh, yeah. So that that was a whole another interesting story, but I've um, been running every day, and I discovered a lot of new things in my neighborhood, even, that I was like, oh, like, I didn't, so I didn't realize that I'm actually within running distance of Flushing Bay, and that there's, like, a promenade along the marina so like I can go run by the water Mm. which also is just like I'm by the water I'm happy yeah (laughs) like I love I love water I love the ocean specifically but pretty much water I love water is really important yeah I agree (laughs) so when I discovered that and like now I have like a thousand pictures of you know of the marina in like (laughs) different lights and different weather and all this stuff but it's, it's so interesting because I feel like a lot of people go to Instagram to take them, like, out of the present, yeah, you know? And it's yeah. very cool that it kind of puts you in, in, in yeah. that moment. That's cool. I had another question for you, but I forgot. Oh, yeah. Okay, it'll come back. It came I back. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Left and came back really quick. <laughs> we also jam together, which we do. I love. And for me, that's something that is, like... A breath of fresh air at least when you're done you just feel like so yes. good <laughs> do you find that music or that is something that also kind of gives you that relief yeah especially playing with other people yeah I mean playing alone is fine but it's like when you're when you're jamming with other people and you sort of like hit that rhythm or you just you know doing cover songs you like get get through it with only a minimum of mistakes or I don't know when it when it all clicks and goes right like that's very yeah I agree like I yeah before I started jamming with you guys and I would just go play by myself like it does feel good but yeah when you're like creating with other people I feel like that just adds a different mojo for sure for sure and like before I was jamming with you I had sort of a band with another friend of mine like also mostly doing covers like we talked about doing originals and never got there yeah um but it was like the same like you like you work on something and you make a lot of mistakes and you're just like uh and sometimes it's (laughs) frustrating or you're like I don't want to do this but like when it works yeah. You just, you feel so, you're like, I did that. <laughs> yeah, even with covers, yeah. you're, you're still creating. and I think so. Every time you do a cover, it has, like, your own little flair on it. Yeah. And, yeah, it just creates a, amazing energy to just and when you, let loose in. <laughs> so I don't know, there will be, like, those little rhythm things, and you're like, I got it right. Or, like, you sync up exactly, like, bass and drums, and you're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know that 
your husband also has a band, so obviously well, music is big for him as yeah, well. Yeah, he can, he can come on here another time and just talk about music the whole time. Yeah, that's how we bonded, because yeah. we just talked about music all the time. And my obsession with 311 It's like, like <laughs> <laughs> the only band I ever listened to. <laughs> Well, not really. Not but, really, but me, kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, yeah. <laughs> There's so many things that we can take advantage of to give us those small moments of happiness. happiness. Yeah. And moments of clarity, I think, which are equates to happiness for me, at least. I mean, especially, I don't know, even... These days, there's not a lot of clarity and there's a lot of, like, difficult stuff going on. But sometimes, even if it's not, I don't know, you, like, you get these alignments where you're like, oh, that makes sense now. And yeah. it's not always, like, a good thing. I get, like, you're just like, god damn it. Yeah. Like, I, now <laughs> I understand why that shitty thing happened. But at least, but it's still, it's still clarity. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you need that scared clarity almost to like slap you in the face or push you in the right direction well another thing that i've been thinking about a lot this week is like whether or not one should be striving to be happy all the time and interesting yeah and i think i mean nobody like the world throws so much at you as it is like even for someone, you know, like, I have a huge amount of privilege, and, like, still the, the world throws mm-hmm. a bunch of things at me that are just like, ah, this thing at work sucks, or whatever, you know, the, everything sucks as, as it has been, but, yeah. um, so it, I'm not like, oh, like, people should seek out to be unhappy, I don't think that at all. Yeah. But I, you kind of, you don't want to be just, like, coasting along in this just stage of bliss all the time either I don't think yeah I think that makes sense it sounds kind of appealing sometimes (laughs) but um I don't I I feel like those moments need to stand out from something yeah it's balance right like you can be happy and I feel like in your soul you can be happy but Mm -hmm. shitty stuff still happens yeah and shitty stuff is still happening in the world and I also have a lot of privilege, which is, I feel like it's another story. It's interesting because I am biracial. Mm. So I have like two sides of the spectrum and not yeah. that I've ever had anything overtly happen to me in that way, but I have had a lot of microaggressions towards me and, you know, I don't even know where I was going with that. Balance. Balance. I feel like yeah. you just have to realize like both sides of things and where you can try to help people who yeah. don't have both sides of right. things. Right, yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's only... I, I also feel like there's only so much you can do, like, especially to change other people. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it's... And which is hard to realize, right? Because you're just like, okay, well, if I just do this, then he'll be nice to me, and he'll work on his own issues, and it'll be great, and, like, it never... <laughs> never works that way no you definitely can never change other people they have to want to change themselves absolutely (laughs) and it's i mean it's hard to change yourself too it sure is (laughs) it really is it takes a lot of work and a lot of introspection and all these things that people don't always have time for i guess or or motivation for yeah (laughs) 
And and that's tricky too because I think you can easily get into just like navel gazing and just like kind of spinning in place and like oh I'm this I'm this I'm this I'm this I'm this but like how do you get over there where you're trying to get like yeah that, that that's the hard part there for sure yeah that's an interesting question should we try to be happy all the time again in my mind it's hmm. like a baseline like I said it's like your soul you're just kind of like clearing out yeah. All the shit that you've had to deal with or whatever, but it's not like coasting through life like yeah. <laughs> huge <laughs> smile and, you know. <laughs> I think, you know, that's just being blissfully unaware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've realized kind of much to my surprise actually that I'm a pretty optimistic person, which I was like, oh, well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, I, I really believe in the essential goodness of most people mm-hmm. or, or of, like, humanity as, as a whatever we are as a whole. <laughs> you know, I believe that people are resilient. Like, I believe that people, you know, that, like, that it is all going to be okay eventually. It doesn't mean that we can just, like, sit back and, like, wait for things to happen. Yeah. Like, you have to have some agency, but I do, I do think that that things, that things have a way of working out the way that they're supposed to. I agree. I, I really do feel like we all kind of come here with a purpose. Yeah. And, like, life literally is a school where we learn and try to achieve that purpose. And if not, then we come back and try it again. Try it again, In a yeah. different form and a different body. Yeah. Reincarnation, folks. It's real. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like the ultimate goal is happiness. Sure. But, again, it doesn't mean that bad stuff doesn't happen. And you have to be aware that bad stuff will happen sometimes. And I guess that's where you have to kind of build that baseline of, I don't know if happiness is the right word, but of, of, of something where... Maybe, maybe it's balance, maybe it's resilience, where when the bad things happen, like, you're able to kind of get back on track yeah. and, and keep going to wherever it was you were trying to go in the first place. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, and there's, of course, there's a lot of societal things and a lot of external things that can make that really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone has a different station in life, yeah. but again, you have to learn how to adapt and, like, maybe even make change in that station, like, yeah. what's happening now. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, I think it is, it, it's, it, it can be a slippery slope because I do think sometimes you get into these, or uh, not not you, but people get into, like, oh, well, if you just, like, tried a little bit harder, it would, you know, it would yeah. just work out. And sometimes that works, but sometimes, like, the cards are really stacked against someone. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe let's go look at these cards and, like, try to rearrange the structure a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like at the end of the day, we are all people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, the constructs that we have just became normal because that's quote-unquote how things have always been but it's like no we created those constructs 
because we did that and yeah. we should be able to change to those. change them i know <laughs> you know without all of this craziness and just look at each other as <laughs> you're a person i'm, I'm a, person, a person you know i'm like <laughs> even if you're not wearing your mask you're still a person yeah exactly because i feel like i've been learning to even like the other side they have their opinions yeah. just like i have mine and who am i to say that they're wrong even though they are <laughs> but this i don't know like i i'm just kidding i i disagree <laughs> with like the very existence of our president right and yeah. and and i understand like the structures and the societal things that put him where he is and that in a lot of ways he's the symptom and not the problem and just I mean getting rid of him is huge and important but also is not going to just fix everything on November 4th yeah um but it also makes me like you hear people talking about his supporters as like idiots and morons and all and I don't like that either yeah exactly it may be more extreme but yeah. I still feel like, like you said, it's just people and I think other forces are at play in making us be so divided. So, I, th- I think know. so, too. You know, we were just talking about social media before. Yeah. Because I watched that documentary and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> right. Like, this really is creating these polarities and again that's why I feel balance is so important because when you are on opposite ends of the spectrum even within yourself it's just like how (laughs) you're just out of whack you know yeah and you have to kind of adjust until you get back yeah I'm like I have I have I mean I I try to not surround myself too much with just an echo chamber um and I do have a couple of friends who have more conservative views than I do or who have adopted them and when it's somebody that I respect and have and have like a good relationship with already it can be very I don't even know like it it it's good to kind of not argue but to like kind of talk through things mm-hmm. and to be you know have someone explain like this is their point of view this is my point of view like like go ahead like challenge my beliefs like let me make sure that what i think is is strong and is not just like a slogan yeah you know because i think it is easy to be like this or whatever yeah just screaming i feel like this everyone's just screaming (laughs) that's what it feels like in my brain all the time uh... yeah and it's like if you're able to just have a normal conversation about it on either side or with people who don't necessarily agree there i feel like that's another moment of clarity like i can understand where you're coming from hopefully you get where i'm coming from and we're not screaming right and maybe we can find this space in the middle where we can like happily coexist yeah (laughs) it's uh we need more of that. Yeah. If you're listening, again, folks. I don't know why I keep using the word folks. Folks with an X. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like it all does come back to, like, finding those simpler moments because we are not living in simple times no. right now. And, again, balance. Get involved, but take that time to, like, recharge. and. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Like, you could be out there screaming every night. 
Yeah. And eventually you're going to just burn out. And yeah. that's, and that's not, you, we don't, you never want to burn out and especially not right now. Most definitely. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Let's move away from that. Cause yeah. that can turn into like a whole, whole thing. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Do you have anything else that brings you happiness or at least brings you some sort of like solace or calmness? Fresh pineapple. <sighs> a sunset or a sunrise I'm more likely to see a sunset Mm -hmm. just with schedules but an amazing sunrise is a good thing my cats ah I'm also a cat person yeah so I don't know something about cats dogs too probably I I have come to respect dogs I was never a dog person Mm mm-hmm but I have a good friend who lives up in the Catskills who I visit sometimes, and she has dogs and cats. And, like, after hanging out with her dogs a lot, I'm like, okay, dogs are not so bad. <laughs> yeah, they're not. I, I, I've had both. I feel like I, on my own, I prefer cats. Like, I don't know about dog ownership for me. I would like one, but I'm also like, hmm, I don't know. If I... <laughs> I am not ever going to have a dog until I have a yard. Mm, that's true. I like that. Like that dogs? Rule, yeah. Dogs need to run. They do. But I also feel like I love my cats so much. Yeah. <laughs> There's like no... I feel like I'll never have another cat like her, you know? So... And I always plan on having some sort of animal. For sure. It makes... <laughs> When we moved into the apartment where we live now, um, my husband's mom took care of our cats for a couple of days. We had them stay with her while we were moving, so we didn't have to worry about them like being underfoot or maybe escaping or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And for those first couple of days before they came back to our apartment, it felt so empty and weird. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I need the cats. <laughs> I know. People are always like, oh, you know, cats, they do their own thing and... I don't, I don't like them. I don't trust them, but they're just so good. <laughs> yeah, they're the, they, yes, they do their own thing. Like, that's one of the great things about them. Yeah. I once took a quiz that was like, what kind of dog should I get? Uh-huh. And the answer was cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at on the dog spectrum right now. <laughs> and that's one of the good things about working from home is that sometimes I'm working with a cat on my lap. <laughs> And, like, that always helps eat, like, you're having, like, a difficult Zoom call and somebody's being a jerk, and I'm like, but I have a cat on my lap. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, this just brings me, like, I can't yell at anybody because I don't want to wake her up, so. Yeah. It's like a therapy animal. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I was talking to someone earlier about whether or not I could bring my cat into the office if we ever go back to the office. Probably not, but... (laughs) I don't know. I feel like people just... They give cats a bad rap. No. Cats cats are are great. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) I mean, my cat watches at people sometimes, but I always say, she's just playing. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's, like, bleeding. (laughs) I'm like, she's just playing. She's playing. You're fine. (laughs) No, I'm just... They're not bleeding, but she does launch. (laughs) She just wants to get to know them better. Exactly. It's it's fine. We'll go with that. (laughs) You just have to do it on her terms. Yeah. (laughs) We'll go with that. I mean, I've thought for a while that house cats are the smartest animals in the world because they have figured out how to get us to provide 
everything, mm-hmm. and they just sit around and sleep and look cute. It's true. Like there are dogs so do stuff. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> dogs are smart. I feel like dogs also play with us on some level. Like yeah. some dogs are so spiteful. Yep. And they like even if you say like come here, they'll just stare at you, and they come when they want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you're like, oh, you listen to me. Like, nah. Yeah, I think we're we're being played for fools by all of our house pets. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but we love them anyway. They know to wake up my husband at three in the morning for food and not me. So, so that's yeah. good. Oh my God, Scout tortures me at like 7.30. She's on my bed in my face. Uh, And this morning the pigeons were taunting her. It was really funny. (laughs) They were sitting on my windowsill and like going from edge to edge and she was going nuts. Oh my God. It's like they're definitely doing it on purpose. Yep. (laughs) Asshole pigeons. (laughs) Now the question is, are they like messing with her or through her or are they messing with you? Ooh. They, I think they're messing with her because I was in my bed. Yeah, so. you're like, I have no part of this. Yeah, but she just, when she meows, she, like, howls. It's like a wolf. I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. James started doing that, and I don't, he's, he'll be 19 next month, so he's, mm. he's up there for a cat. Mm-hmm. And probably two or three years ago, he started howling at night sometimes so weird scouts 14 so maybe it's like a like an older cat cat. thing (laughs) well they still make us happy they do they do (laughs) also agreed on the fresh pineapple oh my god i love that (laughs) i mean any fresh fruit in general it i but fresh pineapple like a good fresh pineapple is one of the greatest things in the world yeah are you a pineapple purist, or do you put, like, salt on it? I've heard people do that to, like, get the flavor even brighter. I, I don't, though a friend who grew up in Mexico has gotten me a little bit hooked on putting tahine on oh. almost any fruit. Interesting. Yeah, so, like, with watermelon, it's really good. Fucking love watermelon. <laughs> yeah, good a good watermelon. <laughs> oh, so good. In the summer I can eat like a whole watermelon. Yeah. In two oh, days. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. Summer is summer is the time for fruit. Yeah. I love fruit too. I, I always feel like my tropical side comes out because I love tropical fruit. Yeah. I don't really like apples or anything like that. But oh. give me like Pineapple, kiwis, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, mangoes. Mangoes. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> ne- next to pineapple, mango is probably my favorite. And then like all the different melons. Yeah, I love melon. Yeah, fruit is definitely a happiness source. Yep, yep. For sure. <laughs> for like, sure. Even like a perfect orange is also like just happiness and appeal. Yeah. But like a bad orange is what is like the most disappointing thing. Yeah. I feel like any fruit that's not good, it's just like, mm. <laughs> like peaches I love, but they're so hit or miss yeah. too. But a perfect peach. <gasps> yeah. So it's good. So juicy and. <laughs> so good. I feel like there's like a week in August when you can get them and you're like. Yeah, at the farmer's market, there's a peach stand, and those are always delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if they continue into the winter, but 
they're really good. Probably not the peaches, but yeah, that's what's nice about having the farmers market. Actually, is getting all the seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the farmers market. That's for me another happiness. Another, yeah, <laughs> it's just so nice. Like you go down on Saturday. It's like communal. Everyone yeah. is there. You know. You start to like make friends with some of the, the farmers, or like, or at least the people selling. I don't know if the people selling are literally the same people growing, but yeah, I don't know either. In, but. Some, in some cases, <laughs> maybe, but you start to have your people like, oh hey, yeah. And in Sunnyside, they have a book swap, which oh, cool. is pretty new, and that's a lot of fun too. I just donated a bunch of books there, and I need to stop picking books up because I have so many already that I need to read, but uh, One I thing, can't help it. I discovered that the New York Public Library has an e-reader app called Libby, oh. where you can borrow e-books. That's such a good idea. Yeah, but it's, it's also, yeah... Uh, <laughs> So, as I mentioned before, I divested from Amazon, and that also included divesting from my Kindle and, like, all of the those. Oh, so, shit. I forgot yeah. Kindle was associated I know, I know. with Amazon. <laughs> um, so, that was challenging, but I've been finding... You can... There's other sources for... Like, I, ha- I got, like, the Nook Barnes & Noble app on mm-hmm. my phone, which I, they're probably marginally better than Amazon. They didn't, you know, they didn't try to destroy the neighborhood here, so, <laughs> like... Or destroy the world. Or destroy the world. <laughs> um, or the people that work for them. Right, exactly. I mean, I, at least the bad stories about them haven't come out too much, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, but they have less selection, unfortunately. But um, but now I got the Libby app for the New York Public Library, and I was worried that they weren't going to let me have a library card because I have a fine from also college years, <laughs> but I guess they forgot about that. So the only thing that's tough um, is that like, you can take out a book for two weeks and you can renew, but if somebody else is waiting for it, they won't let you renew. And now that I'm not on the subway an hour each way to work every day, it's harder to make time to read. Yeah, I feel like I had to carve out the time because I just have so many books that yeah. I've just like accumulated and never read. <laughs> and then my parents are like, they're older and they're, I don't know if they're ever going to move, but they're trying to like downsize their stuff a little bit. So my mom keeps sending me books. Oh, my mom is downsizing also. And I just keep, every time I go out there, she's like, okay, go through this and like see if you want anything. <laughs> Thank God the last few times I haven't found anything. (laughs) Like, I think at this point I have most of the books that I want. But I feel like she's like, oh, well, I sent you another box of books. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's just so many books and so little time. I know. I know. I feel like the, did you ever see that Twilight Zone episode with the guy with the glasses? Oh, yeah, yeah, and then and he has all the time, and then... Oh. And then his glasses break. Oh, my God. That one makes me so sad. Tragic. Tragic. <laughs> it is tragic. He can't even see the glasses store to go get to a go new get pair. New <laughs> oh, God, that must be terrible. I finally crossed over into the age of the glasses wearing. I got my first pair at the end of last year. Yeah. Well... Sight should make you happy. <laughs> I know. Sight makes me very happy. Sight, hearing, all of these things. Yeah. 
it's like funny how we just even take that for granted. Oh, for sure. Just our senses, you know. I mean, it's not funny, but it, not haha funny, but like things that you're not aware of that other people don't necessarily just have. have you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then sometimes you get these, like, in whatever circumstances, like, well, would you rather lose your sight or your hearing? And I'm like, what kind of question is that? I know. Like, neither, thanks. Yeah. Like, knock on wood, jeez. Yeah. Now they have the uh, cochlear or cochlear oh, implants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever seen those videos? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Those make me cry. If you need a good cry, watch those. Really? It's like people hearing for the first time and they're just like, <gasps> like their faces are so... Oh, wow. And they do the ones with like the kids who hear their mom's voice for the first time. Oh, uh-huh. God. <laughs> Those make me ball. Yeah. <laughs> when I need a good cry, I have to watch you stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even a good cry is kind of therapeutic and cathartic and can like bring you back to... Mm-hmm happiness the right word I don't know but but gets you somewhere yeah there's so many things that help you get to that moment like we've already discussed but I feel like crying is just a release yeah and you have to be able to release even like it's not going to release everything but when you feel like that kind of weight you You have have to to be able to release it for your own sanity (laughs) and I feel like there is a lot of societal pressure against crying specifically but kind of any kind of emotion in a lot of ways yeah for sure it's like again those societal norms and you have to put on one face when you go outside and when you come home it's like can you be yourself I live alone, and I don't even think I was myself when I came home for years, you know? (laughs) I'm finally just getting to that point where it's like, I feel like I'm actually enjoying being home now. (laughs) So so that's good. That's good. Yeah. I feel like weed was a big distraction for me for a long time. Eating, (laughs) like, all of this kind of stuff, you know? Putting on the TV and being on my phone at the, at same, the same time. <laughs> it's all distraction from being able to enjoy, I think. Yeah, and, and just being in the moment. Because yeah. it's even like, okay, I'm watching something on TV, but like I also have to see like what's going on <laughs> on my phone. Yeah, I'm so bad with Reddit. Like every time no, I, I know. start a show, I go on Reddit and read the show sub. Oh, to see, yeah, like, what people are talking about. Yeah, and it's just like, why why don't you just watch the fucking show? <laughs> like, read the stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> that, who was, some, some movie critic that I follow on Twitter was talking about, like, the moment you pick up your phone, like, you have lost your chance to be engaged with the movie that you're watching. Yeah, with anything, With anything, yeah. I... Again, I watched The Social Dilemma right, yesterday. Right, so I'm probably going to just go home and watch that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're the second person today who's told me, like, oh, you need to see this. Yeah, it's very, it's just interesting, and it's kind of scary, but you see, like, the, the teenage daughter is on her phone, and the mom's like, can you set the table? And the daughter is just, like, not, not. engaged, doesn't even hear what's going on, and it's just, like, 
it's scary how wrapped up in that you can get that you don't yeah. even hear what's happening around you. I mean, I feel very fortunate because my parents didn't allow us to watch much TV as a kid. So, like, I never got hooked on, like, regular old television. And, like, I don't know, some people, like, come in the house and the first thing they do is turn on the TV and stuff. like. And I was never that person. Yeah. Save me money because I never had to pay for cable, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah, it's good. I ju- actually just canceled my cable a few months ago. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it was such an unnecessary waste of money. Yeah. And now you don't even need it. No. <laughs> I still manage to find time with Netflix. <laughs> I mean, I think there is something to, like, putting the phone away and, like, really engaging with a movie. It's just to do it now it is it's really hard but i feel like that is being present any yeah. other way like if you're on instagram just be, just on, be instagram. on instagram <laughs> you know there's nothing wrong with that if you're actually looking at it and right. then you can put it, it down. down and like go do the next thing yeah <laughs> but after which what thing kept me off of Twitter which which horrible thing that happened in the in the world like take your pack yeah there was there was something one of the horrible things that happened in the last like week or so I was intentionally like I do not want to know what anyone like whether I agree with them or whether I don't I don't want to hear what people are talking about right now and I was like I'm not going to it was it was I don't even remember. It was, oh, it was it was a debate actually. Oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm not gonna like be on social media. I'm not gonna watch a debate. I'm not gonna be on social media during the debate. I'm not gonna be on social media for like two days after the debate because I don't want that negativity in my life. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was like reflex, like open, like no clothes, yeah. like no clothes. I know that's the problem too, like. Uh, every time I pick up my phone to do something, I yeah. just find myself going to like, like oh, what else is Reddit here? or Instagram, where it's like, that's not why I picked my phone up, you know? It's, it's, it's another working from home thing, like, it's kind of dumb too, but we have like dual, dual factor authentication on all of our stuff for work, uh-huh. so I can't do anything without picking up the damn phone because it has to call me so I can oh, say, yeah. like, yes, it's really me trying to log in. Yeah. And it's this tricky thing where, like, on the one hand, okay, put your phone over there or whatever so that you're not constantly distracted by work. But, like, now that my personal phone is also my work phone, like... Yeah. It's... Yeah. I guess that's better than having two phones. Yeah, I, I have always resisted having two phones. Yeah, that seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, at least at least for what I do. For some some people, maybe need it. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah, I feel like all of these things that are now such an integrated part of our society are also like taking us away from those small moments. Yeah, because it's it's hard. To be present and, like, listen, you know, eating this pineapple or, like, listening to this musician or just enjoying, like, a perfect, perfect weather day mm-hmm. when you're like, oh, but... Yeah. I mean, that even... So we were in the park earlier in Forest Park, um, and my husband's bass player 
was with us with his seven-year-old and the seven-year-old was like but there's no internet (laughs) yeah we were like why are you playing mario kart in the park (laughs) yeah it's true and they were saying on social social dilemma (laughs) that like were we the last generation that like really knows what it was like to not have any of those things in our childhood or like go to middle school without Instagram or whatever. I'm so (laughs) thankful. You know, like, could you, could you imagine if you're just, Oh, so many, so many problems. Yeah. So many problems arise from that. that. Like your shit that you posted or whatever that you thought when you were 12, if that's like on the internet forever. (laughs) Yeah, that would be terrible. I don't even know what I was doing at that point. I don't either, but I guarantee you (laughs) that like there was some just like stuff that if I looked at it now, I would be like, oh, I was so young. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I was so ugly at that point in my life too. Like I could never... Imagine taking selfies and, like, posting it. I had braces. I played soccer for, like, my whole childhood also. So I used to wear, like, Nike sweats. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) My girls rule, like, soccer t-shirt. That's cool. (laughs) It's cool, but it's not, like, you look at a 13-year-old today and they're, like, a model already. (laughs) Where's the awkward face? Right? But then, but that's also like, I don't know, it's all curated out, you know, and retouched and filtered. Yeah, and that's true. I know. I was, I wish I could remember who said this. They were just talking about how, you know, people kind of put down people for taking selfies and like, oh, you're so like self-centered or narcissistic. <laughs> or she was like, no, like everyone should feel good enough about themselves to want to take a picture of how like good they look. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it just when, like, the editing and retouching I know. comes in. And that's like, where it's like... You're like, you don't look anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love looking at the bad ones where girls make their butts look. Like, yeah. <laughs> or, like, uh, the face just looks like someone polished it with a sander or yeah, something. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> Like, you don't have nostrils. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, those are funny. <laughs> it is. It's it's a weird, weird thing, I think. But we all do it. We all so. do it. <laughs> it is what it is. It is. I mean, I think it it's a part of life now, and we have to figure out how to deal with all of this stuff. Yeah. I feel like there, if there is a way that we can be present with it, then... It's okay. I feel like it just gets so mindless, you know? Yeah, and just, like, scroll, scroll, scroll. And I feel like for the younger generations, it's, like, everything to them. So it's, like, again, two sides of the spectrum. Right. Like, if someone doesn't comment on their photo or says something Something. mean or, like, doesn't, they don't get enough likes, it's, like, like, devastating. Yeah. But, like, the flip side of that is that cyberbullying is real. Yeah. And I think sometimes people are just like, oh, well, can't you just, like, I don't know, it's just on the internet, so it's fake. Or, like, can't you just, like, not be on Facebook, or you know? Yeah. And, it, and it's not as, as simple as that. No, it's not. Because these kids do live 
online. Like that's their social right. thing. Today. And especially yeah. now, right? When, I mean, schools, a lot of places are starting to be open again and stuff like that. But there's still kids who are learning remote. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for the whole spring semester, like a lot of these kids were stuck inside their house and like their only option to see their friends is through whether it's Facebook or whether it's Fortnite or whether it, you know, FaceTime. Yeah. You know, you don't, for a while there, nobody had any other options. Yeah. And you just look at the comments on everything and there are just horrible people out there for no reason. Like, why? Yeah. I don't. It's like, yeah, okay, you're behind a screen, but but I still would never say those things. Like, to anyone in person or behind, or behind the, screen. the screen. And like, what do you get out of being mean to people that you don't even know? Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> they always say bullies have like, you know, whatever they're picking on, they have like those they, same those, issues. Yeah, or, they're kind of working through their own or like not working through yeah. their own <laughs> trauma, apparently. Yeah. But, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, I agree. I feel like when people make fun of or talk shit about other people, it's it's a mirror. It's a mirror, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're picking up on the thing in that person that you like the least about yourself or whatever. Exactly. All of these things taking us out of the moment. I know. <laughs> so, go to the park. Walk on a tree, like, in in the sun, and look for the chipmunk. Yeah. Do that, really. Or buy some plants. Yeah. That helps, too. I need I need to get more plants in my house, actually. I have one spider plant that's going crazy. Yeah. But everything else is kind of, like... It's hard with cats. It is. It is. They eat everything. Mine are pretty good. That's good. Somebody... What did... Scout loves plants. Somebody gave me tulips? And I guess those can be a little bit toxic to cats, so I had to, like, find a place to put them where the cats couldn't get, and that was very difficult. Yeah, because <laughs> they can get anywhere they want. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, Scout loves plants. She eats every plant I bring home. She's oh, wow. She's nibbling on it. <laughs> Some of them she's really destroyed. But... Yeah. You know, most of them are doing okay. I have a lot of plants. So she can't eat all of them all the time. Exactly. But yeah, I feel like nature in any form, whether you bring it in or go outside, it all helps. Crucial. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think New York is the greatest city on the planet, and I love living here, and I don't know where else I could live. But also, it's just as crucial to get out of the city from time to time. Yes, for sure. I feel like the city, for me anyway, it's like sensory overload. A I lo- bit, yeah. love living in Queens because it's a little quieter, yep. but it's just a lot. And after a while, you do start to feel that pressure. Like, I got to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get out. And like, usually in the summer, I would do at least a bunch of day trips and like go to the beach a bunch of times and mm-hmm. whatever, like, or or even just like go to the park and grill or or that kind of stuff. And I did very little of that this year. Me too. I'm from the beach. Right, yeah. I grew up in a really small beach town, and I didn't even go to the beach once this year. And I stayed with my mom for two months. But that was also in, like, March, so So it was too cold. not (laughs) ideal beach weather. I don't know. I like the beach in the winter, too. I like the beach pretty much 
not necessarily swimming. Yeah. <laughs> all around the year, but I do, I don't know, I like seeing the ocean in all its different moods. Yeah, me too. That's another happy spot for me. Yeah. And I love the beach at like 6 p.m. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite time. Everyone leaves, the yep. sun starts going down, the seagulls aren't all crazy. Not crazy. <laughs> my friend and I, a few summers ago, for a while, like every Friday after work, we were driving out to sort of by Jones Beach. Okay. And it was like early enough in the season that there weren't really people around and we were getting there like around six, seven, so yeah. it would be clearing out anyway. Yeah. And so we would have just like the whole beach to ourselves, and we could like sometimes catch a, some kind of sunset or just, you know, hang out on the beach. Yeah. And it's still warm at that time yeah. in the summers. It's just so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. It wasn't quite warm enough to for like full on swimming, but you could get your feet wet. Uh-huh. And it just, oh my God. <laughs> Such a nice way to like end the week. Just go spend a couple hours on a quiet beach. Yeah. I miss the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to go this year. It just didn't work out. No, but... it's too bad. <laughs> yeah. I love where I'm from, Long Beach. I mm. love the beach out there. I also love Reese Park. That's a really nice oh, beach. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. They have, like, food stands and music. And, oh, cool. Yeah, it's a good beach. <laughs> that I grew up going to the beach in North Carolina where the place that we went was, like, like the beach itself was, was like, really wide, and it was... I don't, I don't know. It was very natural. Like there was like a pier and some fishing mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a Coney Island or like an Ocean City, New Jersey kind of place. Yeah. And so that was, that's like what my, like what beach is Yeah. <laughs> for me. I mean, and I love, I love Coney Island. Me Coney too. Island, one of my favorite places in New York, but I see it a little bit differently than when I'm like beach. Yeah. <laughs> I love Coney Island, too. I've been to the beach there a couple times, but I agree. It's just, like, loud and... Yeah, but that's that's kind of what you're going for when you go to Coney Island. Yeah. Like, loud and, like, fried food. Yeah. And, like, maybe losing some money on, like, <laughs> some kind of hustle. Yeah. And, like... It's like going to a carnival. But yeah, but at the, the beach. beach. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the beach is so good. Yeah. Go to the beach. Go to the park. See some nature. Eat, eat your pineapple. <laughs> Ideally, Wherever you are, I, I, eat your pineapple. Yeah. Pineapple at the beach. Actually, we had watermelon at the beach the one Ooh. time I went this summer, and so that was good. Yeah. Whenever I would go to the beach with watermelon, it would be a vodka watermelon. <laughs> Which uh, sometimes we were not successful with, because... I don't think we really knew how to do it. Right. <laughs> we would just like pour vodka in the middle and then it would just taste like straight vodka. <laughs> You're like, this is not. Yeah, quite like I don't want to eat this. <laughs> May as well just drink, drink the whole it. bottle of vodka. Like just straight out the bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can't do that like I used to, but that's well, fine. Me that's, either. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yep. Yep. I definitely prefer wine these days. Even, I mean, if I drink, it's red right. wine. <laughs> okay. I, I still, this is a different kind of happiness, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> I had a 
peach margarita also probably 20 25 years ago at this point at um what was the name of that bar cowgirls last revenge or something on hudson street and there were like fresh peaches and like quality tequila and it was like no other margarita like I've had before. So that sounds amazing. It was so good. There's these passion fruit fuego ones that I like, but the peach was... Yeah, I love a good margarita too. I'll indulge in one of those. Yeah, right? <laughs> so many of the ones you get are just like the same cheap margarita mix and just like a lot of sugar. Yeah. So like when you get like a real, like actually like crafted one, it's like another level. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, I love it. Just find, just take solace in the little things. The little things. That's all you need, really. Yeah. I think. And you just have to take time to look for them. Yeah, you do. Especially in this busy world. Yeah. When you are doing something little or something that you enjoy, just recognize it. Recognize it. And, and... Take the time to, even, even you're just eating an orange and that takes you five minutes, like enjoy the hell out of those five minutes. Yeah, it's true. We do need more of that. And yeah. I think that's pretty solid advice. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Cool. I think this has been great. This has been awesome. Thank you for thank, having me. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. We'll see you later, Gators. Enjoy that pineapple. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yes, I. Let us feel fun in every situation. Don't let this empty set in a decision. Hey, good vibration. You know? Welcome back. Welcome back, Mr. Cot's hair. <laughs> uh, I think that reference is beyond my years, but welcome back. This is the post show. I hope you enjoyed listening to the interview with Kat. We had a lot of fun doing it and finding that all of these episodes and these recordings have been really therapeutic and they've just been a great joy and a good way to get shit off of our chest, which leads me to our new segment, which I mentioned in the beginning, I wanted to change the post show up a little bit. And since we're all about balance here, I wanted to talk about things that are bothering us today. (laughs) You know, I think that there are a lot of big things and a lot of little things that bother us. And while talking about happiness is always wonderful, there are two sides of every coin and we shouldn't disregard the things that are pissing us off as well. Especially because I think when we let those things kind of fester, they have a tendency to build up and they cause stress. And stress is never a good thing for our physical health, our mental health, all of these things. So the things that bother us, like I said, can be smaller, large. And today, the thing that's bothering me, I don't know, maybe it's somewhere in between, (laughs) Given as it is the holiday time, I've been spending a few hours of my weekend watching horrible, horrible, horrible Lifetime Christmas movies. (laughs) They're just so bad, you guys. Uh, But there's something about their tackiness that I love. 
But the thing, I have a few things that bother me about them, even though I keep watching them. So, <laughs> number one is why is every plot line literally exactly the same? Like, there's not one movie that variates from the format that they have. <laughs> it's literally like there are two options, okay? The, the two options are it's either like a small town bakery owner or an overworked yet determined big city attorney who goes to a small town. So one, we're already in a small town or one, we're going to a small town where the overworked lawyer hasn't been home in 17 years because she broke up with someone and didn't ever want to see them again. And then, of course, in both cases, a man miraculously appears. Usually when it's the overworked lawyer, it's her ex. When it's a small town bakery, it's like an out-of-towner who's like, oh, I'm here, I need 9,000 baked items for my family. Or he's going to donate it, or he's organizing the town Christmas ball or something. And needless to say, they fall in love in 35 seconds because usually they come home like two days before Christmas and they all end with a kiss. <laughs> and I probably just described every single Lifetime Christmas movie that has ever been created as well as every Hallmark movie. You know what? I guess if that formula works, <laughs> why not stick with it? But it's just really bad. It's just really, really bad. <laughs> the second thing that bothers me about these movies is that there's literally no diversity. And I don't have cable, so I don't have the Hallmark channel, but one of my friends loves watching the terrible Hallmark Christmas movies. And she said they're getting a little better. Like, there's some gay couples, there's some black families. They're, like, sprinkling them in here and there. But so far, the ones that I've seen on Lifetime have literally no diversity. None. And... That always perplexes me because I don't understand how you can live anywhere and have no diversity. I mean, maybe some places, but it's just very odd to me. I don't get it. I don't see how it would affect the movie to have regular people in there, but that's just me, I suppose. <laughs> uh, they might have to change the formula if they put some diversity in and they, they wouldn't know what to do. It would like throw off the whole thing. I don't know. But that's the way the Lifetime movie crumbles, I suppose. <laughs> uh, the last thing that bothers me about these Lifetime movies is... And my friend actually raised this point, the same friend that's watching the Hallmark movies. She was like, what happens to these towns after Christmas? <laughs> these towns are all about Christmas. Like, can you even picture them at different times of the year? God forbid, I say, can you picture it in the summertime? <gasps> so we decided that these towns just implode after <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> They turn into a pile of ashes and then 
Thanksgiving the following year, someone just comes and adds water and they like pop back up to how they were. <laughs> it's just, you know, Christmas is a great time of year. The holidays, the winter, New Year's, whatever. But is it really as magical as they make it out to be? And <laughs> like, do whole towns just dedicate themselves to Christmas? I guess so. I'd like to come upon one of these towns one day. But till then. Oh, actually, isn't there a place in Georgia called like Santa Town or Christmas Tree Town or something? I feel like that's the only place I can think of. But I don't know. Maybe one day I'll find it. And I don't know. Maybe I'll move there so I can have Christmas year round. <laughs> oh, God. So trivial, these Lifetime movies, but they really do bother me, so I just had to throw it out there. All right, <laughs> so I'll end on that note. Gives you something to think about, maybe something to write to the Lifetime movie directors about, but again, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and... I will see you again on January 1st. We're going to do a, a longer mini-sode with a huge reading just because it's New Year's. So instead of our normal three cards or one card or whatever the hell happens to pop out that day, we're going to do a larger spread and just really get into the nitty-gritty of what 2021 has in store for us. So I will see you then. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, wonderful New Year's Eve, however you're choosing to celebrate, um, socially distanced and safely, of course. And yeah, till next time, Lady Gators. Happiness Is is recorded by Lisa Samuels from her apartment in Sunnyside, Queens. Episodes are edited by Laura Estefan. Theme music is Let Me Feel Fine by Don Valdez featuring M to Say. Please send all email submissions to project.happy.11 at gmail.com. That's project.happy with an IE.11 at gmail.com. For all other inquiries, please visit our website at happinessispod.com. Until next time, peace out, Cub Scouts.